this is James speaking. Um, I'm joined tonight by the new regular co-host, Jess. Hi, Hi Jess? guys. We've been talking about titles. I, I've put the show up last week under a working title because I still haven't really decided what I want. But I liked your the Jessica and James, the alliteration, and I wanted to do something else. So at the moment it is cursory conversation with Jessica and James. Because mm. we've got so two C's, two J's. Cursory conversation with Jessica and James. Hello. <laughs> or should it be cursory conversations? Live. <laughs> I haven't decided on NRS. I know. Um, it's actually. I didn't actually think it would be that hard. I actually thought it might be a cool idea to see if uh, listeners would like to well, submit yes. any. You can submit. Listeners can definitely submit suggestions in. Um, I looked it up and cursory conversation hadn't been taken by another podcast yet and hopefully that gives us more google juice i actually asked my little brother which is random he's only 12 and he's um i said to him you know any thoughts and he sort of sat there and was saying all this random stuff that was crap and then he said um extreme chats with james (laughs) with james and jess and i was like better than something i i could have thought of you know when you, you think too hard and you sort of go blank Oh, we should look this up. Extreme chats on the uh, pod. Uh, Extremists. Perth extremists. That's probably taken. Oh, I think that's risky for... We'll get identified as a criminal. Oh. Especially when we're going to places and carrying all this equipment around. I know. Extremists. Extreme chats. (laughs) Extreme. Perth extreme. No, there's no extreme chats. There's not? There's episodes called extreme... We are recording tonight in Hyde Park in Perth. You said you had a bit of history with Hyde Park, Jess. Yeah, I did, tell us actually. tell a bit about that? So, I have been coming here since I was actually a little girl. My grandfather, who lives close to the area, used to take me and my little cousins and brother here. Uh, all the time, we used to come here and feed the ducks. And I actually have very fond, great memories here. So, it's a beautiful park. I miss the ducks. The The pond is not quite what it used to be. That's one thing I've definitely noticed. It's, it's a bit a lo- dry. Isn't it's it? very dry. It's like, I don't know why people aren't, you know, why the council isn't taking care of it because it's such a beautiful park and landmark because the trees here, you know, they've, thank God no one's cut them down. They're so beautiful. I know it. Um, Perry Lakes, they've put up this very, the council's put up this very passive aggressive sign saying that, look, we asked the water council. Um, to help us out and help keep the lakes full, but they wouldn't let us use their, um, you know, stormwater to help fill it up. That's uh, strange. Um, and I don't know whether that's the situation here. It's definitely gone, you know, At dry. Least, yeah, because <laughs> Perry Lakes is right next to the sewage plant. They could actually take the treated sewage water, instead of chucking in the ocean, they could pump it just over the road to the lakes and keep them full year-round, but... Apparently, the water court won't let them use that. Do you think we'll ever end up, Perth will end up having to drink its own sewage water? Yes, I do. Yeah, just five. I think it's already happening, isn't it? I think what they're doing now is they're pumping it into the aquifers underground, which, you know, because they're underground, they filter out a lot of stuff again. It'll probably be cleaner than the water we drink now by the time <laughs> they're done with it. Yeah. But it's still the thought of it is quite <sighs> horrendous. 
Oh, well. But yes, I do have a lot of memories here. And I recently came here, I don't know if it was a few weeks ago. It was in March, I think. Yeah. Um, during the public holiday, they have a festival here called the Hyde Park Festival. And it's it's great. It's, um, you know, people come here and just sell all sorts of different stuff. Uh, you know, they come and sell, you know, clothes, candy, you know, festival sort of stuff. Uh, but they have, um, we're standing in front of a sort of stage at the moment and they have performances from all different um, backgrounds and races. So, yeah, it's really, um, it's quite interesting. Um, I saw some Greek performers, you know, some Aboriginal performers. It, it's really quite, in, it's really quite a fun vibe. It's very family orientated. I've been coming to the same festival ever since I can remember. So, it's kind of a tradition now in our family, mm. but it is... It's very beautiful here. I think a couple of years ago, 2014, they played one of my films at the festival at night when it got dark. Oh, they really? put up an inflatable screen and put it on. Um, and uh, it was a bit weird because they just plugged it in. They plugged this, the projector into a DVD player and obviously the person who used it hadn't was probably under 20 and never used a DVD player before because they didn't know how to work the DVD player so they were actually playing the film backwards but it was still fun nonetheless and this was at the Hyde Park Festival that they played it? I think so yes. Oh wow. It was a festival in Hyde Park at this stage we are I don't know if it's the same one but I'm say I would say that if it was in March, it would be the same thing because uh, it was in March. Or, Quite possibly. Yeah. I don't remember any screens being up. I know they literally just inflated it for the movies, like it was like one of those kind of like you know how you have inflatable bouncy councils. Yeah, they have so that, like but that. it, it oh, turns okay. into a cinema screen. And literally, they had a con- a band play some music. They inflated the screen, um, played the movies, and then they deflated it, and then had another band play afterwards. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of bands um, play here. We uh, Last week, we have some follow-up from last week. Um, the, the, you texted me when you got home. The name of the movie we were talking about was Ask Me Anything. Yes. Yes, it was. And I, I, I don't know. I've definitely seen this movie, but I don't remember when. I feel like it must have been one of those movies that I had gone out drinking with friends and come home and just put it on while still drunk <laughs> because I, I remembered that whole story you told me and I rem- I turned the movie I went home checked it on Netflix and it was all deja vu watching it again and um oh so you actually watched it again after I well, told you about I it I watched the start of it and got yes I've definitely seen this I just don't remember watching it I don't remember where I saw it well what did you think of it what are your thoughts <laughs> I, I'll have to actually watch it watch it again properly all the way through to tell you um, but I definitely like, is it Brit, the the main actress, she's quite good in it, I thought. But I don't remember much about her. Yeah, the main actress is really good in it. I don't know um, her, you know, name. But she's, yeah, she's quite a good actress in it. Um, I don't think she's a well-known actress. I think the reason I saw it is because I knew her from something, some other TV I show. I do know, I recognised her from another show. It was Brit funny. Robertson. It was funny because uh, there was nothing on Foxtel, and I was flicking through, and um, I had it. I had it um, just playing on in the background, and then I got so attached to it, I was like, "Oh, it's actually quite interesting." And then by the end of it, I, I had ended up watching the whole movie, and it's not. I wouldn't say it's an Academy Award-winning, you know, movie, but it's definitely it's it's interesting. It's it's totally different. You can't stop watching. It's an it's an odd odd movie. 
I I think I didn't. The ending was strange. I don't know if you remember the ending or me telling you about it. Um, yeah, basically she disappears and nowhere to be found. You basically don't know what ends up happening to the character or the characters in the end. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really have a happy ending, yeah. I guess. You know, when they're you my favorite kind of endings. Yeah, because you because life that. isn't life never has happy wrapped up endings. No, no, but. In a movie, I guess people want to believe that you do have a happy ending. Just like always in those relationship type movies, have you noticed they're always, you know, happy endings at the end. And all I think was, okay, speed it up 10 years later and see how the, you know, the prince and the princess feel about each other then. Which is actually something that I wanted to discuss tonight, um, later on at some point, um, about a new show on TV uh, called The Seven Year Switch, if anyone's heard about it. it's Have you heard of that, James? No. You have not heard of The Seven Year Switch? No. Oh, definitely. Wow. It's been... Instant to hear. Oh, it's, it's a raging show at the moment. It's, you know, being discussed quite a lot. It's basically... Um, I actually don't... I don't really even know why it's called The Seven Year Switch because I don't think all the couples have been together for quite that long. But um, most of them hey, are Do you married. want to talk about it now? Do you? <laughs> I would just say that the reason I know Britt Robertson from this movie called The First Time, with it's about a guy and a girl losing their virginity on a sort of set over one night. I'd seen that movie before, and that led me to that movie. But tell me, set up the first seven-year switch? Yes. So what's the setup? It's a, a, so, a drama, or is it reality no, TV? No, it's a reality TV okay. show. Basically, they have uh, couples that are having marital issues, issues in general, whatever it may be, um, and they've come on the show to obviously uh, see whether or not they can repair their relationship because they feel as if... Uh, it's coming to an end and, and they want to try and do as much as they can to fix it. And this is their last chance of trying to repair their relationship. So basically when they say switch, they get um, psychologists come in, interview each, uh, you know, couple, and then they actually switch the couples. So for instance, um, you know, they, the boy, the man and the woman get switched with another man and woman in a um, similar issue, but two completely different people. So then they have to, um, live with that person as if they were married. So it's kind of like swinging. Yeah, it's but kind the, of. But do the psychologists pick? The, the psychologists pick who? Yes, they they pick who you can be with. I think. Uh, what's today? Thursday? No, no. They had. A, I think it's the third or the fourth episode recently. Um, I think it was on Tuesday night. It's starting to get very interesting. It's actually one of my faves at the moment. I first when I saw the ad, I thought this is insane. What the hell is going to happen? It's basically a. <laughs> Where did you, you know, see the ad? On TV. Like what? Channel, I think it's Channel 7. All right. Yeah. I so you watch you regular TV? Yeah, I do. Wow. So I never see these things because I don't watch. I guess I watch sometimes if the football's on. I have an ad. <laughs> so what do you watch then, James? Just Netflix? <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. I think so. Yeah. I mean, if it's live sport, I'll watch it on TV. But, you know, I used to watch Formula One, but they took that off free to air, so I don't watch that anymore. So only, yeah, the Eagles games and that's it. Well, I watch those too. <laughs> are you what? Are you an Eagles fan? Yes. Thank goodness, I was about to fight. Uh, definitely an Eagles fan. Um, all right. So, what were you watching on TV to see the ad? Um, I don't know. I was just watching some telly, James. <laughs> you just flick it on. Oh, I want to know the. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I was just I was Jess. watching some TV. Probably, you know, 
um, we've got an alfresco at the back uh, with a kitchen in it and up the top there's a TV and I think um, I saw an ad of it and I went, oh my God, that's crazy. I don't know if I'm going to watch that. But then it was up one day. My mum had it on yeah. and I said to my mum, why are you watching this crap? And she said, well, there's nothing on. And so <laughs> it's on. I think it's quite late um, when it's on. I think it starts at like 8.30 or 9.30, something like that. And yeah. um yeah, it started basically they're interviewing the couples and, uh, you know, what their problems are, what they want to try and fix and how they basically want to rekindle their relationship because a lot of them have children and a few of them are, you know, just in a rut because they've been together for quite a long time. And I guess it, it's, it's interesting to me um, after I watched it because I thought I have myself have been in a relationship mm-hmm. for over seven years. Oh, really? So, yeah. Have you felt the seven-year itch? Yes. 100% I have felt it. What is it like? Because I'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that, James. Um, I'm, I told myself I'm going to be completely honest in, on, in this show. And you don't have to not. be. You don't. No, I'm going to be. Okay. I want to be candid. Sure. Get candid. Don't feel your pressure into um No, absolutely. I want, you know, I want if, you. if people are listening out there, um, it's, there is an itch after a while because you have been together for such a long time. Um, it's, you know, you've got to find new ways to, I guess, sort of entertain yourself. Yes, you do get very comfortable. I'm very comfortable with my partner. I can say he's my best friend. Um, however, over the years, you know, it's, you know, things have changed. Mm-hmm. Things have things have definitely changed. It must be harder because what you guys got together in high school. Yes. Um, so you've, you didn't have that... Um, I guess, period where people get out of high school and they get a bit slutty and go a bit crazy. No, um, I didn't. But during the time we were together, we were together for about a year um, when we first started going out. And then we... um, we were doing everything together. So, you know, we were 16, you know, he was 17 at the time. So we were going out, you know, everything we did was together, which we quite enjoyed because we had quite a large group of friends, you know, you're fresh out of high school and all of that. Um, so it was, you know, a fun period. Then after the year, um, I actually went to Europe for six months All right. and I stayed in Europe with my family. So I didn't really have, he was very upset about it, but I was 16 years old and my mother and father, had got gotten me a ticket and we all went overseas. Mm-hmm. So um, I have a lot of family there, obviously, my dad's side and so on. So we stayed there uh, for six months. So I did definitely keep in contact with him. However, we said we would not keep it exclusive because six months is a very long time. We were very young. And I said to him, do what you want over here. He didn't want me to do anything over there. Um, we still definitely kept each other in mind and kept in contact. However, after about the first month or two it that sort of faded and Mm. um yeah I you know started going out with other boys while I was there you know I felt like I was living there because I was there for so long so I started getting relationships with Mm. other other people I never fell into a a bit like a rum springer yeah (laughs) I went oh god I guess do you know what it's like you said you never really had that slut phase Mm -hmm. you know and it's crazy because I wouldn't consider myself a slut I've only ever been with my partner however I wanted to go out and experience no, what other yeah. men were like. So I had we're like not a... slut-shaming. We're like, pro, yeah. Pro, yeah. Want. Oh, yeah. No. Well, I, w- I went out in Europe and I was like, ah, I was kissing boys all over the show and that was bad. <laughs> but I, I came back and I didn't actually get in contact with him. I had heard that he was doing the exact same thing here. And we were young. Um, mm-hmm. And when I came back a month or two later, we got back together anyway. And here we are, you know, seven years right. after that. So... 
you know, it all worked out in the end, I guess. But um, so we did have a brief period of right. doing whatever so you definitely we wanted. Like, you, you got to, you know, look around and go, and you made the choice like, yeah, it, I, he's still the guy that I like. It's like I've been around the block. Yeah. I've seen what's out there and I'm going back. <laughs> that's horrible. No, but yeah, that's basically what happened uh, with us. But yeah, going back on the show, there definitely is an itch which made me interested in this show. And I wanted to know about your thoughts. I know yourself, you haven't been in a relationship that's quite that long. I get the seven-year itch after about a month. Yeah, okay. Yeah, do you know what? You... You but do that's because that. I've never met. I've never been involved with someone that I actually liked even before getting involved. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're just accidents. Um, it just sort of happened. Yeah, it's like you're bored. They're giving you attention. You take it. I think that's kind of what happened with me and my partner, though. Really? Yeah. It wasn't like... What do you believe about... what? Do you believe that... The best couples have everything in common or common or none in common or uh, a mix, nothing in common. Okay. Um, my thoughts on that, I have to say probably you'd have to have stuff in common and I think mm-hmm. similar beliefs and, you know, these discussions probably need to happen at the start because yeah. I know a lot of people who waste their time. When you're young, it doesn't really matter. But I knew quite early on that we were quite similar because we just got along so well. We, you know, we both liked, you know, similar things. We both had a similar circle of friends. We're both pretty much the same circle mm-hmm. of friends, I should say. Um, I guess the only difference between me and him was my family were quite European, you know, mm-hmm. in the sense they yeah. spoke a different language at home and so on. And, and you know, in his family was from New Zealand and they came over here years and years ago. Um, so, you know, it's different in that sense. But I never really picked up on that when I was young. As I get older, I definitely notice the differences between our families. Mm-hmm. But he has always preferred that European sort of, you know, cooking at home. And, you know, he loves the food. He's a big foodie. And his family are not. They, mm-hmm. um, they're very like, oh, if we're hungry, we'll get out the toaster and just have some toast. You know, whereas my family, we absolutely love food. So, every meal is like... Um, it's just we we just want to take us on a journey when a we eat. Yeah, a lot of passion for food. How has your relationship brought your two families together? Like, what's the? Have they merged at all? I mean, obviously, you don't have children. That is usually no. the biggest kickstarter of that kind of merging. But it's quite funny, actually. Like I said, I'm going to be totally honest. Um, the families haven't really merged at all. Mm-hmm. It actually took my family to meet my partner. Uh, four years it took them mm-hmm. because I was very young and um, my dad said, you might have many boyfriends and yeah. I don't want to meet 50 boyfriends. I want to meet the one, yeah. which I never understood at the time. But now that I'm older, I definitely understood where my dad was coming from. He wanted me to not be promiscuous and bring home 150 men. You know, when you're young, you're going to do whatever. And he used to say to me, Jessica, I know you think you love him, but you are very young and you're going to have a lot of boyfriends and a lot of different experiences and I don't want to meet every single one of them because he's the type of person who wants to establish a relationship, you know, not come and go, come and go. Um, Especially in the European culture, it's, yeah, quite strict, especially with the females. But um, I I never understood that back then. But, yeah, they they met him after four years and even now... um, Maybe you're 21st or something like that? I think I was 20. Did you have like a... 
a big 18th or 21st party where you yes, he the was families there. came together? Um, I had a, a birthday party um, mm-hmm. definitely for my 18th. However, it wasn't um, his family that I had invited. It was just you know, a whole bunch of friends and, you know, my family, I guess. Because it was an 18-year-old's birthday. They didn't mm. really want to come to an 18-year-old's oh, birthday. Oh, yeah, I did wasn't. My 18th was just lots of alcohol and friends. But my 21st, Basically. like, you know, my extended family came and... Yeah, I actually, do you know what? I'm really sad. I didn't end up having a really big 21st. Mm. Um, and I wish I did. And my family even said to me, you know, you're going to regret it. But I, I did... Um, I was happy with the 21st I had. I just got closest friends and family together and I we had a barbecue but it ended up going to like three four o'clock in the morning you know dancing laughing drinking and all of that mm-hmm. but it wasn't a big but his family didn't come shebang no no they no. didn't um the families were totally different yeah. and it's also hard his parents that's what I want to know I wonder the the uh the fusion between your two families well his family the, is what, she, quite Australian Mm-hmm. And then your European family, it would be interesting dynamic. It's like, have you seen my big fat Greek wedding? <laughs> uh, yes, long time ago. Okay, yeah. so that's my family. Yeah. And then Ian, the guy in it, mm-hmm. that's the American that's marrying yeah. the Greek. <laughs> His family is like my family, mm-hmm. um, he, my partner's family, except that at least his parents are still together. My partner's family, his parents aren't together, yeah. which makes it more difficult. So my family, um, they they know his mother and they get along with him. However, the father, um, we call him a deadbeat dad because right. he's non-existent in, okay. in our world. Um, but does the was, mother have a new partner? Yes. Yeah. So she's remarried. And obviously in our family... Um, Divorce is, it's not really, it doesn't happen, really. Yeah. So, yeah, um, obviously they, they knew that they were divorced and my dad and my whole family has met the mother and they have a good relationship with the mother. She comes over and has coffee, not often, but she definitely comes over. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a good relationship with her. They like her. They've met the father and they think the father is terrible. And even my partner himself, uh, he doesn't like his dad. His dad walked away from them when he was, I think, about 16 years old. He basically told them that he was going to work and never came home. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. that's basically what happened with the father. Mm. So, he's it's hard to get families together when the families are split. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, my partner himself, he says, I wish I had a family like yours. And sometimes I feel very sorry for him because he's always saying, my family, we eat dinner together every night. We chat, you know, we sit in the lounge room together. You know, it's very, yeah, we're very close with each other. And his family is very separated. You know, he barely yeah. sees his dad. And even though he lives at home, I wouldn't really say he hangs out with his mother mm-hmm. um, or any of that. He sort of has a room that he's set up, you know, with a TV and everything. So, he sort of has his sections. She has hers. And it's just, yeah, it's, um, it's taken a lot of time for me to get used to how they are. Because I've, I don't understand that because obviously I have always been super close with my family. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, ev- everyone has, you know, um, a different upbringing. And he said that his family was like that up until his parents split up. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, what are your your thoughts? Because I don't know. Like, I... I Is the 70 itch kind of like more like, well, you obviously, you've been talking about the theme so far of getting to know you on the podcast has been that you're you've been in a bit of a funk and you want to go out and do new things. This podcast is a new thing. And so you can go home and talk about, hey, we did this crazy thing. We went to Hyde Park in the dark and <laughs> <Yeah>. talked. <laughs> and it's something that you can bring home and talk about 
Because like, what is your relationship like? Because is it, do you do everything together or do you have a very separate life and come back together and discuss it? Okay, so we, that's why I'm saying there's an itch. Yeah. Um, because one point we did everything together. Yeah. We were not one, which I believe that's what a marriage is to make it last. You know, he always says even though we're not legally married, it feels like we're married because we've been together for such a long time. We are technically married. Yeah, we hey? are technically married. De facto. Just, yeah, exactly. So. For tax purposes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically. Although you live separately though. Yeah, but I'm I'm always there. I basically live there. Okay. So yeah. I've got clothes mm-hmm. there. You know, I'm I'm always back at my mother and father's because I have a little brother that I take care of quite often, and I always see my family every day, regardless. We're that kind of family. I have to see them every day, or I feel like I've oh I haven't seen them. But anyway, um, yeah. So I have we we were like that, like I was saying, and recently we have gotten into a bit of a funny stage where he does his thing, I do my thing, and then we meet in the middle and just discuss. What has happened? See, that's a- that's my fantasy. Really? <laughs> yeah. I definitely don't like when you do the same thing all the time and so you never have anything to talk about because you've done it together, mm-hmm. you know? Like- I, I, I actually agree with that. Um, each to their own, I guess. Um, I still believe that to, you know, build a relationship you know, this is my belief, I'm saying, um, you do a lot of things together to create memories, you know, to um, move forward and, and do all that sort of stuff. However, you still have your separate lives, you know, where you go out and, you know, you do your thing with your friends, get it out of your system. And he definitely does that as well. But lately it's more he does his thing and then I'm at home waiting for him, I guess. Why? Why aren't you um, Why aren't I out? Um, because a lot of my friends are in relationships so they are right. all hanging out with their partners mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. his friends aren't in relationships so they all want to hang out with him yeah so that's our pickle at the moment yeah is he doesn't have friends that are in relationships and all my friends are yeah so they hang out with their partners all the time and my partner doesn't want to hang out with me yeah. <laughs> he wants to hang out with his friends yeah so he always says, I want to hang out with you and I want to go away and I want to do all of this. But sometimes I feel like we're pulling teeth. We're at the stage where we're pulling teeth to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's an awkward stage. And it's we just actually celebrated our eight years um, on the 28th of March, I think it was. Yeah, so like last week. And um, we actually ended up having a huge fight and we didn't even end up doing anything. Oh, right. Yeah. So we didn't end up doing just a, anything. Just a... A fight about your eight years or just a general whatever relationship fight? What were we even fighting? See, you know, sometimes I don't even know what we're fighting about because yeah. you fight so much after a certain age. You Do go, you like fighting? Well, yeah, definitely. Of course not. Who likes fighting? Yeah, but some people like the game of no. playing with each other's minds and I stuff. I hate the game. I hate the game. I feel like we're still in a game. Mm-hmm. This is what frustrates me is I've been with him for eight years and I feel like I'm still playing the same game is who is going to win, who is better, who is this, who is that. I'm so at, I'm done with that point. I'm at a stage where I want to move forward mm-hmm. and, you know, um, either get married or have, you know, um, you know, a, a house where we start building a life together mm-hmm. and, you know, start popping out some bubbies. <laughs> so what, does he have a, a ring in the drawer waiting okay. for the right time or... So, this is the thing. We actually are technically engaged mm-hmm. because I'm not wearing it right now because we've been fighting so much and I, we got engaged probably about four years ago, actually. Okay. And you had an engagement party? 
We didn't even have an engagement party. So is this news to your friends who are listening to this? No. No, okay. no, no. People are aware of this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm getting you tr- in trouble on your... Yeah, hopefully my friends don't listen to this. No. <laughs> you want them to listen. We need listeners. Please subscribe at Dimmershow.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what was I saying? <laughs> um, I, You're saying you're technically engaged from four years ago. Yeah. Um, and we were supposed to get married and it's just never happened. It's, mm-hmm. We talk about it every now and then, but we've never actually gone out of the way to go and plan a wedding. Yeah. One, because it is so expensive and the type of wedding that we want, you know, we like nicer things and we want, you know, quite a nice wedding, which is probably going to cost us $20,000 or something because it's so expensive to have weddings Yes, that are, you know, quite nice, especially in Perth. Do you and want that kind of wedding? Yes, I do. All right. I do. I, I used to think that I didn't so want to. Do you have to. a savings account dedicated to this? <laughs> I have a savings account dedicated to um, a home. Yeah. And I don't, my, you know, my dad said that he was, you know, going to pay for the wedding. However, I've just, every time he's brought it up, I've sort of walked Your dad or question. your partner? No, my dad. Okay, yeah. My dad. But I get frustrated because I don't want my dad to pay for it. I want us to pay for it because that's the kind of wedding that we want. And I don't think that it's fair for him to pay for everything. Do you want to get married just because you got nothing better to do or because you actually want to get married? That's the question. Yeah. I don't know. I th- when I think about marriage, it gives me anxiety. But then I think I do want to get married. But you're, already, you're still together, so what's the difference? I know. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. I guess to... I think to him, he feels like marriage is a commitment mm-hmm. and that's what he needs. To me, I'm already committed but to him, I feel like until he's married, he will not fully commit to me. Mm. And that scares me a little. So, I you guess. want him to commit? I, he claims that he is committed and he definitely is, you know, committed, but not to the degree that I am, I guess. I don't know. I'm totally, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I worry that have we grown apart because we have known each other for so long. And at some point, have we distanced each other? I think it is fixable, but only if we both want to fix it. If not, I would much rather part my ways now while I'm still young instead of dragging it on for another eight years. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That would just be absolutely disastrous in my eyes. Have you ever said, look, why don't we try another Rumspringer? (laughs) And, and you know, what they're saying, like a boomerang, throw it away if it loves you, it'll come back (laughs) or... Yeah, well, he, I have said that to him and he has actually said that's just an excuse to go and do whatever you want and then come back. That's basically what he says. Is So, he has no interest in doing, um, you know, exploring other things. No. He likes, you're, you're his safe space. Yes. Yeah. So, that's what I wanted to ask you as well. You're a guy. What the hell is he doing to me? I feel like he's messing with my brain because he makes me feel like, okay, I love you. I only want to be with you, but I'm not 100% committed at this point, but I only want to be with you and no one else because he always says, I can't imagine myself with anyone else but you. I pick and, you know, pick at every other girl, but with you, there's nothing wrong. You know, he says in in his eyes, I'm his perfection of, Mm -hmm. you know, what he wants for the future. And so on. Um, so I don't know why he. But you're, like, this sorry, I, I know it's rude to ask, but you're still quite young, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I'm 24. Yeah. Okay. Wow. See, so you're. Oh my God, you're really young. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I am really young, which is why I'm not in a rush. I think we haven't yeah. been in a rush to get married. Yeah. However, I'm 24, but I feel a lot older because we have been together for so long. I don't really believe sometimes that it's age. I think it's when you're at that point in your relationship, you know, you need to move forward. You know, you can't truck along. That's what I, f- I feel like we're plotting along now. We're just plotting mm. and it hasn't moved. So, I feel like we're still at the stage that we were when we were 16 years old, except we're much older mm-hmm. and we're not moving forward. I feel like there's nothing changed in our relationship. We haven't gone and done things that we need to do in our relationship. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. start creating memories, travel together, you know, um, have a savings account together, move forward. Do you know what I mean? We are stuck still and our feet are not moving and that frustrates the living But is that what you want? To move forward? Do you, do you want those things with him? I think so. Okay. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, cause you, obviously he's not here to say, but you are. What do you... Is that what you want? Hmm. Are, you, are you sure about that or does it just feel like that that's where the train tracks are heading? Sometimes I feel like that's where the train tracks are heading. Hmm. And I feel like because because we are engaged, he or we, I guess, feel as if we have to do this because we are engaged. However, if he did not propose to me, I would still most probably not want to get married. Probably not for at least another year or two. Just because you don't have the money yet? Or no, just because, because I'm mentally I'm not ready. Oh, right. Okay. Although I do want to marry him. <laughs> I just don't want to marry him right now. Yeah. Yet I have pressures from everybody else asking us. And he does. He has well, the exact Well, don't same listen pressures. to other people. Because we... See, this is the problem, James. Because we already were engaged, mm. right? And everybody knows about it. People continuously ask us, fucking hell, when are you guys getting married? You've been together for like 100 years, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, oh my God, give me a break. I feel 14 mm, years just, old. Yeah, you know, I just ignore that because obviously there's the couples that get engaged and they get married within like nine months to a I year. I know, yeah. And if any couple doesn't get married within the year... People, other people should just accept it that they're, they're, you know, they have made a commitment which is engagement and they don't need to make it, you know, they haven't worked it out further. They shouldn't pressure people to do it. Yeah. What, what they're that desperate to go to a wedding? <laughs> they're like, come on. No, I think, I think because, you know, they think. I was a bit like that when I was younger. I was like, come on, just get married so we can have a wedding. Oh, really? Well, no, that's it's what, not that about was... the wedding for me. It's got nothing. I'm not that kind of girl who just wants mm. the big wedding. I want the commitment. I want the relationship. I want it to last, you know, till the day that I die. I've always wanted to be with that one person and be like, okay, this is it, you know. But anyway, you know. But oh, after the on the the wedding day, me. do you throw away contraception and be like, okay? Absolutely not. No way. No. I so think... that two years isn't because like you're not ready to have kids for two years. No. No, 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 no. It's not got anything. I think everything, I believe that everything happens for a reason. You know, Mm. when it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And if it's supposed to happen, I do believe that it will. I just get very worried that this, you know, that he's not ready and Mm. he's making, because he says, I do want to marry you. Yes, I want to get married. Come on, let's go get married. And it's like, but then you're not talking about it unless I ask you. Do you know what I mean? That's the game. That's the game. Because he's saying it's up to you and you. Yeah. And you don't like, I don't want it to be like this. He said to me, 
you plan the wedding and I show up. Yeah. That, isn't that what happens? And I go, well, no, we need to discuss it and we mm-hmm. need to discuss how much we want to spend and where you want to have it and what we're going to do and all sorts. And he's just like, oh, I don't know how to do any of that. I don't fucking know how to do any of that either, but that's where we both come in and we do it and we get advice from our mother and father and whatever. And then he comes up with the whole hoo-ha of my mum and dad aren't like your dad. My dad is got I don't even see my dad. My mum is, I'm not really that close with her, so we have to ask your parents. Mm-hmm. And then I get frustrated. You know, there's just a lot of frustration and we've come to this point where we're at a halt and we're not moving forward and we're not moving backward. I actually recently have a, had a conversation with him where I've gone, at this point, if we don't move forward or find that connection where me and you want to be together, mm-hmm. like really together, I said, not where we just, we are um, companions in our life where we sleep in the same bed, but we're not really together. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel like I'm his roommate. And, you know, that's where it's gotten to the point of because we're so comfortable around each other. We're ridiculously comfortable. As you can imagine, I've been with this guy since I was 16 years old. He's all I know. He's all I'm all he knows. We've only been with each other long term, nobody else. You know, we've had hookups, whatever you want to call it, where you, you know, go out with other people. But we've never been committed relationships. I've never been with anyone else for a long period of time. I can't say that I've had another boyfriend. You know, if you call a boyfriend two weeks and I saw him twice in that two weeks, I don't think that that's a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. It's a guy that claimed I was his girlfriend. We were never going out. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas me and this guy, we've been together. Everybody knows that we're together. Whenever I'm not with him, they ask, where's he? Whenever they ask him, where's she? Because Mm -hmm. we are technically to the outside one but together we're not and that is really quite scary to me everybody continuously asks me what's going on what's going on what's going on i don't know it's still a game james and that's what the show is about why are they still in this game do you want to move forward or do you not want to move forward and the show's really interesting and i'm basically using it as my own little free psychology train therapist train and um i'm finding it really interesting it's really drama filled so what have you learned so far that my boyfriend is an asshole. <laughs> this is what the show has taught you. <laughs> no, he, you know what he said to me? He walked in on me watching and I said, you have to watch this with me. And he turned around and he said, um, this, this shit is bad for you. You need to turn that off. <laughs> mm. I think, you know, my only advice to you is, and you have to take this with a grain of salt because it's like I'm not in your situation. I never will be. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to go out there and own your own... Um, Caught a life crisis mm-hmm. and go out there like you were talking very passionately about how you want to pursue something new like a radio thing go out there pursue that radio thing you'll get new friends into your life mm-hmm. through doing other things and what will happen is that you meet those new friends suddenly even if he's out with his friends you actually have friends to go, new friends to go out with now that yeah. are not friends from school, but they're friends from you, you, you meet through your creative endeavors. Mm-hmm. And he will start to realize that your new life outside of him is much more exciting. It's the most exciting part of your life. And that he, it's, you'll put, it's playing hard to get. He realizes he has to step up his game to, if he wants to keep you, to, um, uh, to impress you and lock you down, so to speak. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I, I and totally I'm not talking about having 
like going out and flirting with other guys. I'm talking about actually going out and living your own life. I agree. And elevating your side of the seesaw, and he has to bring your see- his seesaw up rather than waiting for him to come sort of down to your level. I totally agree with you. I know exactly what you mean, and I feel like that's I'm at the stage where I mm-hmm. definitely want to do that and go out. And I think it's definitely affected us because obviously me not having a full-time job where I had my thing and he had his yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and that I definitely think people should be in a relationship but still have the indiv- indiv- individuality and have, mm-hmm. you know, themselves, I guess, as well. Because I'm just not that type who needs a... A, a second to reboot, you mm-hmm. know, and he's like that. He's also ADHD, literally. Yeah. Um. So he's very like, hurry up with this conversation, or or I'm I'm bored of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that frustrates me sometimes too, because I'm I sometimes like to have a conversation for ages, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to. You know, he wants to watch TV and mm-hmm. put on something that's like, you know, I mean, he's really into. He wants to watch that show with the cars. Top Gear? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. He wants to watch it all the fucking time. <laughs> There's only so much Top Gear you can watch, surely. Uh, well, he wants to watch that, and then I'll try and have a conversation with him, and he'll be like, he'll pause it, and then he'll go, okay, yeah, finish the conversation so I can start watching this. And I feel like then I don't want to talk to him because I'm like, well, now I feel like I have to hurry up, mm-hmm. you know? But oh, anyway, I could go about on about this banana for days. But <laughs> <laughs> So, the seven-year switch, check it out. On yeah, TV check now. it out. <laughs> So, yeah, it is definitely something that people should watch because there is a switch and there is an itch and I think that this show makes sense. It's very controversial at the moment. There's a reason why, if you watch the show, um, I think a lot is actually happening at the moment um, with, with between the couples and I actually think that people are going to cheat on each other because, listen, James, if you put someone in another room who's very similar to you, which the psychologists mm-hmm. have specifically done to see whether or not their relationships will last... Obviously, there may be a connection there. And yep. a lot of the couples are finding it easy to get along with each other. A lot of the couples are finding it, you know, easy to discuss anything that they want. They're both either, you know, very similar or have similar interests. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's, you know, I'd love to see what the ending will be like, whether relationships will end or whether relationships will actually, you know, be stronger and become stronger. So, that's what the show is about. And, I'm, yeah, it's very therapeutic if you mm-hmm. are in a relationship that has been on for a very long time because I'm married without the certificate. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think, you know, if anyone is out there who has also been in a relationship for a really long time and you're in a rut, this show is quite interesting. It, even if you just want to watch it, it's drama-filled. It's drama filled, so you know, check it out. You know, there's a lot of flirting going on between the couples at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should go on some sort of reality show, James. See what you got in you. Yeah. I got offered to, I got asked to audition for Beauty and the Geek. Oh my god, you um, should do that. No, I I was just like, No, I didn't wanna Why? Well, I knew some people who'd done it before and they said it was not worth doing I mean they obviously got some it would help with the podcast obviously because you get a bit of celebrity status and people start listening to your podcast but um, (laughs) other than that um, it didn't sound like I wanted to be put on a monkey stool and asked to perform I want you to do it you'd be so good at it I spent my whole life being behind the camera Putting people, other people out in the store. So, I, it's, I think it's time that you get in front of the camera, James. I actually no. think you'd be really good at it. No, I've got too many other things to do. Maybe really? when I, once I finish my book and I feel like I've actually accomplished something, I'll do something crazy like that. So, how, what, did you apply for it? 
No, because I, I, I did go into this competition called Top Geek and I came seventh and they invited the top ten from that competition to go into Beauty and the Geek. Or at least the top ten guys. Well, maybe you go on and I'll go on. There's a lot of girls in the Top Geek competition because that was open to... <laughs> pun? I said, if you go on, I'll go on. No. <laughs> as a geek or a beauty? Whatever they put me on as. Do you they consider yourself a geek? No. No. I don't consider myself a geek. In some ways I do, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, I like makeup. <laughs> I don't think geeks do. <laughs> do you watch makeup videos on YouTube? Some, yeah. I still mm-hmm. don't know. Like, honestly, I could watch them for days. I still won't know how to put my face on the way those okay. girls do. They yeah. make them look fucking flawless. I'll be, like, barely putting my lipstick on. <laughs> There's this girl that I followed because she was a, a actress. And um, she applied to audition for this part where she was playing a, a 15-year-old. And I saw her photos, you know, the you know, on Star Now, the come up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. she does not look 15. She looks like 28. Oh, shit. And then, but That's then I followed God. the link and she had a YouTube blog. And then she showed how she put her makeup on. And it's like, when she started, the start of the video, she does look like a 15, a 15 year old. Yeah. And it's just insane, this makeup she does to make her look like this, you know, look 10 years older, basically. Oh, yeah. Makeup can it do It was creepy. Wonders. You should know that. Being in movies, you can do whatever you want to a face these days. Oh, uh, yeah, but no, it's been the opposite. When I get in the movies, um, I'm always shocked at how much, how bad it can be. Especially now we're shooting in like 4K Ultra HD resolution. You can see every bump and lump. Definitely. Um, and I'm like, oh. every bump and lump. I've been Jeez. living in a fantasy world. Um, oh, anyway. Shit. That must be um, the fears of women to see everything. <laughs> I, 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 I actually whole worry. High definition. I worry about it because I'm worried that you'll film something and then the actress will complain like, please don't use that shot because I can see a lump in it. And it's not like a, a still photo which you can Photoshop and fix out with video. It's very hard to do that. It's kind video, of stuff. yeah. Um, okay, what have I been consuming? Yes, what have you been Last consuming? night I had a film screening of one of my films... Um, it was the first sort of preview screen. It's not the official premiere, but it's the first time it's been shown in an audience, and that was very scary. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was shown. It was it was for these the FTI who funded the film. And they were showing all the films that they've funded in the past year, um, just to prove that they've been spending their money wisely um, <laughs> to the people who support them. And um, so that was scary. Um, and all the other films were great, so it was like there's no hiding amongst bad films. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I look forward to actually showing the full proper version at a premiere. Um, I'll definitely have to, um, you know, get really into that. I'd love to see what you're into, James. You know, I'll invite you to the premiere. Definitely. Where do you normally? You can have be them? my co-host. We'll do a, like a little pre-podcast mm-hmm. live show. Walk down the. What is it? What's that thing always at um, premieres and stuff? They have like a Red backdrop, carpet? yeah, of like wallpaper that's yeah, always with sponsors go- and yeah. <laughs> um, Do you have that? No, I got. I've actually got because I got invited to the uh, Cinefest um, thing, and I think I actually someone took a photo of me on the red carpet. It's the first time I ever had to go on a red carpet mm-hmm. um, down in Bustleton, and like obviously they let Hugo Weaving in first because he was like the big star there. Um, the TV show I've been 
uh, consuming is Louis C.K.'s Horace and Pete. Have you heard of this? No. Do you know Louis C.K., the comedian? I think so. He's a comedian and he sort of got quite big. He's been around for ages, but he, he sort of, but he was a very sort of middling comedian. And then he, he sort of really, one day, really changed his style to, and it sort of changed the face of comedy. And he became super popular with doing these HBO specials. But it got to the point where he can now, he doesn't have to put it on HBO if he doesn't want it. He can just put it on his website and he can sell millions of copies. And Oh, um, wow. So he's been putting his specials on his website and selling for $5 and you download it and it's a lot and there's no DRM so you're not locked in like if you buy it from iTunes. And um, what he decided to do now is he's released a TV show on his website and you just pay for each episode like $3 um, American. It's like 4 or $5 Australian per episode and mm-hmm. you just download it and watch it and he's built his own set and he's got all these amazing famous actors to just come and, hey, come on my show. And it's kind of like a, a sitcom, like a three-camera sitcom, kind of like Friends, but there's no, it's more of a drama. There's no, la- there's no audience to laugh. And uh, it's still lots of funny scenes, but um, it feels more like a, a play being filmed. Mm-hmm. And because he films it week to week, there's, there was 10 episodes in this, this se- first season. I don't know if he's ever going to do another season. It might be just one-off thing. But because he's doing it week to week and filming it live, they can put sort of topical things into the little chit-chat in the background, like they're talking about Trump and stuff like that. And he tackles some really, I mean, tackles some really interesting issues, like um, there's this great scene that went viral on YouTube. You could probably, I'll put it in the show notes if you can check it out, about how he... Um, he has a one-night stand with this woman and he's making a breakfast in the morning and she's like... Um, he sort of, she sort of hints that maybe she hasn't always been a woman. Oh, wow. She might have been a man and, and um, um, has transitioned. Um, and he's like, well, no way, because I've obviously we did the deed and everything seemed right. It was like, she's like, well, you know, surgery is amazing. Though. How would you know? And he's like, well, you look, you would have to tell me. Otherwise, that's kind of like rape. And it's like, yeah, but I believe I'm a woman. Does that make me a woman? Well, I'm not lying if I believe I'm actually a woman. And he starts to freak out like, are you just messing with me? <laughs> were you actually a man or were you just starting an argument about this? Uh, anyway, it's pretty cool. Um, that, see, that sort of stuff sort of interests me. I was actually watching um, mm. a show where a guy wanted to be a woman and a man. Meaning yeah. he had a penis, yeah. but he had female breasts. Yeah. And he's, he, what was he calling himself? He said he was um, two-sided. And I was like, oh, right. um, you can't do that. Well, why not? Well, I mean, like, I don't know. You can do what Pick you want. Pick a team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, I, I'm sort of fairly progressive, so I'm like, yes. Although I, I definitely understand why people, men, are so scared about this idea. Because I guess men are a lot more homophobic than women. Um, <laughs> like, if you woke up and found another woman in bed next to you naked, I don't think you would be as freaked out as your partner waking up and finding a naked man next to him. Absolutely, 100%. I totally would have to agree with you because it's funny. He said that he's actually asked himself. He said that every guy asks themselves whether or not they're gay. <laughs> and I go, what? And he goes, well, at some point you sort of go, am I? Mm-hmm. Because he goes, it's such a thing at the moment that you sort of have to question your sexuality. And he's actually got quite a few um, gay people in his family. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, you have to question it. And he, he's like, I'm definitely not gay. He's like, 
he actually said this quote to me. He said, I could have two dicks in my hand, one in my mouth, and I would still want a vagina. And yeah. I'm like, okay, so you're not gay. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I thought we were about to solve your problem here, right? <laughs> that would be easier, actually, yeah. if you did turn out to be gay. No, I'd be gutted. I'd be like, God, I turned a man mm. gay after eight years. No. Anyway, I think it's every heterosexual man's dream to have a woman, you know, to call their own kind of thing. Well, obviously not everyone. Some people just don't want to be married. But I feel would feel, even though if you got to know this person and fell in love with them as a person and they've been, for all intents and purposes, a woman up until the point that they told you, hey, I actually used to be a man, you'd still... I feel like no matter how much you love them, you'd still feel kind of cheated like I bought a faulty product, like I've been sold. As much as people say they don't judge people, deep down, everybody judges mm. people. I wouldn't hate them, but I would still be like, oh. Why didn't you tell me that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'll be angry at them. don't think I'll be angry for not telling because I understand how hard it is to trust someone with that kind of information. But I would still start thinking... I yeah, I still think I want a real woman. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah, but see, that's the thing where it's like each to their own, and someone might not have a problem with that. Whereas you yourself may be like, oh, I feel a bit cheated, you know. Um, actually, while we're on that note, I actually um, dated a guy for a few weeks and was chatting to him and um, whilst we started to get close and everything, hanging out, going on dates, he would take me on dates and things like that. Um, This is when me and my partner went through a bit of a rough patch but anyway, Mm he... um, Was this when you were 16? This is... Okay, so we went through a rough patch when... We've been like on and off but we've always sort of been on. Um, When I was about 18 and a half, maybe okay. almost 19. Yeah. So, this is post going to Europe? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's it not after. during that period? No, but it was not that long after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was probably like a year after mm-hmm. or something. But anyway, so I was dating this guy and um, I really started to get along with him. He was very nice. He was a bit older than me. He was, uh, I think he was 24 or 25, so not too oh, much wow. older. Um, I, think, I think I was, yeah, 19 years old How'd or something. How'd you meet him? On Facebook, would you believe? Um, he saw a photo of me with a girl that he was dating ages ago, apparently, and he mm-hmm. started messaging me. And I was avoiding him for ages because I was with my partner. And, what, at and the it time. went into a spam filter because you weren't friends, or no, no, no. Oh no, it didn't actually. Mm-hmm. It just it came up. I think mm-hmm. maybe because I had mutual friends with him, okay. it didn't yeah. go into a spam. But he, yeah, he got in contact with me, whatever, and I, I wasn't messaging back. But then at one point, me and my partner were going through a rough patch and I was being a bit bad. And I thought, okay, I'll message him. And um, my partner was doing his own thing and kind of dumped me, I guess, at this point. And so I thought, okay, well, fuck him. I'm going to go out on a date. And I didn't do anything. I literally was just dating the guy, meaning we went out to dinner a few times and chatted and so on. But anyway, after we started to get close, he turned around to me and he said, I actually have to tell you something. And I went, oh, God, what the hell is he going to tell me? Mm-hmm. And he said to me, um, I'm going to prison. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Don't meet people on Facebook. And I what? went, why? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not joking. He, wait, is it, this is true? This, this is, is not, a He wasn't messing tr- with you? I'm not. <laughs> this is like, I have some weird stories that I will have to get through, um, you know, eventually throughout the show. And he literally, yeah, he said to me, I'm going to prison. And I went, what do you mean? And he said, when I was younger, I did a few bad things and it's caught up with me. And I go, well, when are you going to prison? And he goes, tomorrow. (laughs) And I go, 
oh, well, fuck. Like, you could have told me this a little bit beforehand. And he goes, I really didn't think I'd, I'd fall um, I'd fall for you this much. He goes, but I wanted to ask you whether or not you would like to come and visit me. And I go, um, well, you've just sprung this up on me. And I said, I'd need to know a bit of information. Why are you going to prison? Yeah. And he said, uh, when I was younger, I needed a bit of extra money for my family and I was drug dealing. And I said, okay, so how long are you going to prison for? I thought maybe he was like going to prison for a few months. He goes, seven years. <laughs> And I go, what? <laughs> Are you okay? And he's like, um, yeah, I really, really like you. I just hope that you continue to see me or at least have some sort of friendship with me. I don't expect, you know, too much from you. And I'm like, I was mortified because I was leaving. This is while I was leaving. And I'm like. Leaving where? Oh, well, we, were, we had just finished having dinner. Oh, and then we were out. like walking out. And that's when he said it to me. And I went. And you hadn't had a physical relationship? No, I was. We made out. Okay. And um, then he said it because a bit of sparks flew. He you said know. it. You made out in the restaurant. Outside. Oh, outside. <laughs> After we were saying goodbye. Yeah. And he, yeah, he did that. And I was like, okay. See, obviously you guys made out, you made an impression. He felt like a real, he felt like it was a real connection. He's like, I, I want. He wanted to continue it. I totally know what he meant. I definitely felt something there as mm. well. We definitely had a connection. It was very easy to talk to each other. Um, he was quite mature, which I liked because my partner's very immature and I like to think I'm a bit more mature than he is. And um, is it still going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was worried that the podcast stopped. Um, yeah, and he... I can't remember exactly what happened, but um, I ended up seeing him again at his house and um, what, what, he wanted the, me to meet his mum and dad. The next day? Yeah. Because obviously he said he was going to jail tomorrow. Yeah. Well, um, I went to his house in the day, mm-hmm. um, like in the morning. And I think he had to go, I don't know, to court or something. Mm-hmm. And um, he wasn't he wasn't really giving me all the information. I felt like he was sort of holding back, obviously, because he felt uncomfortable. I still don't really know the, the exact extent as to why he went to jail. But anyway, he ended up saying to me that he that he thinks he might end up having to go only for a year and then mm-hmm. have parole for a long time. And I still was sort of like, I felt cheated. So I know what you mean by you would feel cheated. That's basically why I sort of brought this up. Because I was like, okay, you sold you've told me this after I'm starting to fall for you. Because I started to fall for him. Mm-hmm. And then he went to prison. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Did you visit him? I did. I went and saw him. When oh. he first got in, I know, I did. I so, it's know. for real. He wasn't making this up. No, he was Because that real. sounds like something I would make up just to make Get away. the situation no, he went weird. To prison. James, he literally went to prison. I would definitely be like, sometimes I go out, out like, you know, I wish I did it more often, but I'm too much of a, a coward, but go out and make up a story like, look, I'm going to prison tomorrow. This is my last night on earth. Can you make it worth my while, you know? I thought that's what he was trying to do yeah. to me. But I he actually went to prison. You actually went there. I went to the prison. He I remember me you to telling me you went to prison, like, casually. Mm-hmm. Is that what you meant, or you had to go there for work no, as well? No, I had to go there for work as well, but I did end okay. up visiting him um, in Haikia, which was a remand centre. Yeah. Oh, God, it's mortifying when I think about it. I look back and I sort of go, God, I was so immature. Why did I even get involved? But then I think I didn't know about it. I had no idea. And that's why I was, I just started dating this guy and chatting to him over text and, you know, Mm. phone contact every now and then. And then we had a few dates, but there was a connection there. And I, I, he said to me, the reason I didn't tell you and I apologize for that, he said, is because I 
what knew I was going to prison and I've been trying to talk to you for quite some time. He said he was never, ever, ever, I am going to say, never, ever did he try to come on to me. Mm-hmm. He never tried to do, make me do anything I didn't want to do. He genuinely seemed like he just wanted somebody to hang out with. Um, and he never, you know, he never made me... You didn't me have to register for conjugal visits or anything? No, no. But he made me go and visit him for the first time. And then he um, he said to me, I want you to meet my mum and dad. So, come here with my mum and dad. And I was like, wow, this is a really big step. Why does he want me to meet his mum and dad? Which is why I went there the next day because mm-hmm. he was he was leaving for prison um, with one of his family members. And I ended up being there with his mum, dad and stepbrother, a stepfather or something or other. And he, um, he was like, okay, come and visit me. And then I went there with him. And um, I was actually one of the first people to visit him with his mum and his stepdad. And um, he said, I'm really happy that you came and saw me. He goes, I'm really sorry about this. Well, blah. And I actually started crying because he was crying because he was like, I can't believe that this has happened to me in this. He, he said that this was a huge mistake and he did not expect this to happen. He met the wrong people and he ended up, you know, in a big rut or whatever. In some way, I believe him because his family were not like that. They were, um, I think, Italians. And he he just seemed very genuine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was lying. But I sort of started, I saw him, I think, another time after that. And um, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, this is all because I was, when he went to prison, me and my partner were still talking. So I, you know, obviously it was like back and forth. And my partner knew about it. And he said mm-hmm. to me, You're not going and visiting a guy in prison. This is absolutely disgusting. He said, If my friends find out, it's mortifying. <laughs> he said to me. And I was like, Okay, I totally know what you mean. So, so you were telling your part. Yeah. Your current partner, this. Yeah, I did. I told. I said because he broke up with me for no reason whatsoever yeah. because he wanted to go be a whore because he reckons he didn't have enough whoring time. So he broke up with me, and I wasn't seeing anyone. I found out that he was hooking up with other girls, and that's when I thought, I'm not going to be that person who does something just because of out of spite. But I will go out on a date, and we literally just dated. We never did anything. It was just chatting with this guy. And then when we finally started to take things to another level by kiss and so on, that's when he decided to tell me that he was going to prison. So I did tell my partner that I was seeing a guy, but it's over because he went to prison. And he was like, you are joking. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying to you right now. Like, I don't even, I don't even know what to believe. It's mortifying. I know. I'm so embarrassed by it. Oh, don't a, be embarrassed. He, you know, he, he was writing me letters from prison for a did very long time. Absolutely. I love yeah, I did. I did. Um, I I. Threw out all the letters because... What? I know. I wish I did keep them. Just, yeah, I wish I did keep them, but I threw them all out because I didn't want my partner to find them because they were quite intimate. Oh, really? You guys had not old school... Not like intimate sex-wise. I mean, intimate where it was talking about us and how he felt about me and I talked so were about Were you still how, writing when you got back together with your partner? Um, we were sort of on a relationship where it was like we were together but we were still not together Mm -hmm. so we were still hanging out but we didn't put a label on it yet so I was still speaking to him but I will admit which I have told my partner as well um, that about two years ago he found out where I was working and he sent me a letter to work and he just wanted to see how I was the drug guy yeah yeah, to see how I was and um, that he misses me and he thinks about me and he also used to send me Christmas cards every year He's probably listening to us right now. Oh, my God. Can you? they hear in prison? He's still in prison? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, he didn't get out after a year? <laughs> no, he didn't. He ended up staying there for seven, which is like, to me, was like a relief okay. <laughs> in some way. Because I was like, okay, I don't have to see him. It's awkward. There's still some unfinished business there. I definitely will say. Oh, you still have feelings for him? 
Uh, there's unfinished business when I say we never really ended it. Yeah. We never ended it. We never... We ended up getting into some sort of a fight. Because Maybe he's he your, your lost love and that's what's holding you back from the whole I marriage do. thing. It's so weird because I still think about him and not in a love way or whatever. I still think about him as if, what if he mm. didn't go to jail? Would I have gone with my partner? But I knew, I still did love my partner at the time and I knew that I was young and dumb and I was doing things out of spite and I ended up sort of falling for the guy. Um, I was very attracted to him and obviously he, he was attracted to me, but nothing ended up happening. Um, it was just a sort of like a letters, you know, so on. I visited him, yeah, like I said, twice or something and it didn't end up going anywhere from that because I just stopped writing letters at one point because I thought, where the mm, hell is this going? Yeah. And at one point I wrote, he wrote me a letter and it was totally misconstrued. I can't remember what exactly it said. I wish I kept it. But I felt that he was trying to attack me in it. So I wrote back saying, I don't want any more contact with you. Thank you very much. Bye, bye, bye. And then he sent me another letter saying, um, I get the feeling you're trying to say, go away, that you don't want me to talk to you. And I said, well, that's the feeling that I got when you met, um, sent me the letter. And he said, see, this is the problem with letters. Sometimes they can be misconstrued yeah. mm-hmm. to something else. And then I said, I, I don't really know where this is going. Because it was also starting to affect my life because he wasn't only writing me letters. He was phoning me. Okay, because he got, um, he, like I literally get a call every now and then saying, you are about to receive a call from Hague yeah, Prison. Okay. Do you oh wish to God. accept? And I went, oh my God. It started to scare me at one point because mm-hmm. I was scared that my family was going to find out, my friends were going to find out. And it was creepy. It was kind of like a weird mm. love thing that we had going on. His mother ended up contacting me saying, you know, would you like to come over for lunch and dinner and all of this stuff? And I was like, you know what, this is getting uncomfortable. So I cut ties with that. Even his friends were contacting me saying, oh, he, he misses you and all of this. It was mm. really awkward, James. It was so uncomfortable. But that's one of my weird stories, would you believe? That is like oh, crazy. Wow. He literally said to me, I'm Just going my to prison the next blown. day. Did you fantasize about him? He was so hot. <laughs> I thought he was super attractive. A little short for my liking. Um, but he was he was a very good looking guy. And he was older. So, obviously, for a girl that was younger, I thought that was really hot. Yeah. <laughs> now I look back. I'm the age. I don't know what girls are like, but, like, you know, there's definitely, you know, some weird char- Like, I'm fairly asexual, so but there are some weird characters in my life that you still sort of fantasize about. Is it like that? Yeah. Um, sometimes I worry because I, I, I've never stopped thinking about him. He always pops up in my head every now and then. Yeah. And that's why. Is it... Is it because there's unfinished business or why does he pop into my head? Sometimes well, I use it as a defense. It's a pretty amazing story. I would be hard to forget. It's historic to me. Yeah. It's a part of my past, I guess, because now I'm the age that he was when he went to prison. Yeah, okay. So, I was young then and <sighs> now, you know, if he does come out, he thankfully he lives in the south side and I, that was another thing that annoyed me. He lived in Belia or something mm. and I live, you know, quite far away from there. So you still had to write letters even when he was out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah, it was an odd it was an odd thing. Um I do still think about if he is out, I would like to go and see him just because I wanna go and see is there something still there? The uh film my next film that I'm hopefully gonna do is about that like this guy um, it's his uh, wedding night and he's he's gone into the city to pick up his suit from the rental place and he picks it up and lo and behold he runs into the girl the one girl that oh my is 
the person like that like as he has un- the one girl he has unresolved issues with and he's like oh god this is fate I have to deal with this tonight otherwise I can't get married tomorrow so he runs into her and says look and she's just on her lunch break from work he's like look meet me after work I really need to talk to you you know we haven't seen each other for seven years or something oh wow but we need to I really want to talk to you catch up but he doesn't tell her about the wedding or he does he basically says he's carrying the suit but he says it's for a, for he's the best man. man for someone else's wedding. Oh, and he, yeah. he sort of lies to her because yeah. he just wants to get the opportunity to talk. She, she's like, yeah, sure. Look, it'd be fun to catch up. And they, um, and so the movie is them sort of they meet up at like five p.m. after she finished work and they walk from like the city up to Kings Park and the movie will be kind of like their conversation, their real time conversation, walking from the city up into Kings Park and the the sort of the sort of finale happens as the sun setting on the buildings and the, the lights are coming on the city and you look that great view of the King's Park and then he, she invites him back to um, her house because she's oh actually... Oh my God, it's getting interesting. Yeah, she invites him back to um, her house because she's like, oh wow, I, they had a great conversation. She feels like they've reconnected after all these years. She's like, you want to come back to my house for a drink? And he's like oh god what am I doing and he goes with her and then he gets to her house and she's like you know freshening herself up in the bathroom and he's sitting there going oh my god do I tell her the truth and say I'm getting married tomorrow um and do I sleep with her and see if this is her real deal or do I go home to wait and you know keep myself pure for my fiance <laughs> at the wedding day tomorrow oh my god um so it's a bit like that, like your situation. That's really If you're getting married, you would have to yeah. have this happen. I feel, you know what? Actually, if anyone's listening out there who has been in a similar situation or some sort of odd situation relationship-wise, email Lynn. Um, Mailbag at jimrishfam.com. Yeah. It's, um, Look in the show I would notes, love to know if anyone has had any of these situations. Obviously, I've had an odd situation, but I'd also like to know because I feel very bad even having these thoughts. It makes mm-hmm. me feel very guilty. I feel horrible, horrible, horrible having them because I love my partner dearly. Um, but I, I can't, I'm a human. And I've always said that, you know, humans can love heaps of people. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if I'm in love with the guy, but I think there's a con- there was a mm-hmm. really, really strong connection between us. But I am glad that he went, um, you know, that it didn't go anywhere because... I was still in love with my partner at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the reason why he's still in my thoughts is because it ended so oddly. But if it didn't, you know, it would have been okay. And oddly enough, actually, while me and my partner were having troubles um, and he went to prison, that guy, me and my partner was still having troubles but in contact. I actually went out that night and um, got with a guy at a nightclub. Club. Wait, wait, wait. No. Let's, let's just go back a bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> Again. <laughs> When, after he went to prison, yeah, you're still having troubles with your partner. Yeah. So, you're going to, you, you decide to go out in the town and get a bit loose. Yeah. And you hook up with a guy who's... The prisoner's friend. <laughs> completely coincidence? Friend or me. were you... Complete coincidence. I had no fucking idea. No idea. At Literally, what point did you discover on this night that they were friends? Um. Oh, my God. This is a story and a half. Do you want to so, save this for next week? Oh, I know. I should. Okay, I'll save it for next week. 
I'll say it for next week. Yeah, a bit Hope of a teaser. Maybe not get hit by a bus because now I really want to know. Yeah, it's actually the randomest thing. Yeah, I've obviously got a I lot of relationship so. problems and some odd things, but I do feel guilty. So please email in anyone and see. Let let us know if anyone has had any of these similar issues because am I the only one? I'd mm-hmm. love to know. Have you had or been in a relationship for a long time and remembered your last relationship and thought, what if? What if? I'll end just one last segment. This is my question of the week. Last week we were talking about the Truman Show. If you were to either go deaf or blind mm-hmm. for the rest of your life, but you got to choose. Oh, my God. It saddens me thinking about it. What would it be? You never hear again or you never see again? I don't know. They both make me so sad because the senses that you so need. Um, I'd probably say I'd go deaf because there are hearing aids. <laughs> no, you would. There's nothing to fix it. Nothing to fix it. No, uh, I'd still choose deaf. So you would live in complete silence for the rest of your life. No more music. No nothing. Oh no, actually, not. No, I didn't even think of music. I can't live without music. I love music. Don't hear the voice of your friends. No, that would make me so sad. I'm thinking of my family. Would I, you know, not hear their voices? You live in silence. Like, it would be scary. That, no, it? actually, no. I not, definitely go blind. Because mm. even at night, but when you I can hear a comforting like sound, you're not scared. Yeah. You're absolutely right, actually, James. I'd choose blind, but it makes me sad because I think seeing is such a beautiful thing. But you've seen up until now, so you can still imagine people and yeah, that's you true. can touch people. That's kind of like seeing. Yeah, okay, so then so then I'll go blind. <laughs> well, you're easy to convince. Normally, I have to have a huge argument about this. Oh, really? I would go blind as well, yeah. Yeah. When you said it couldn't listen to music, couldn't even hear my family, that was like, say, I'm a huge music person. Mm. Music is a part of my daily life. It makes me feel different things, and I love music. I, I you know, I like singing and so on. Um, I actually used to write songs um, quite a long time ago. I should get back into it, so... Oh, that would make me sad. That mm-hmm. would make me really sad not being able to hear music or hear anything in general. Even yeah. now we're listening to cars driving past. That mm-hmm. sounds so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yes, I'd go deaf. No, blind. <laughs> okay. I don't want to go anything, okay? Yeah. Well, obviously not, but... Well, what about you, James? You'd go blind as well, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, definitely because you, you can still have conversations. You can still touch... So that's, you know, the combination of touching someone or something is just like seeing, really. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine, since you've had the fortunate thing of being able to see your whole life leading up to what you can still, I assume you would still be able to imagine what they look like mm-hmm. in your head. So rather than, um, well, imagine trying more. to imagine music, it's just not as good. Yeah. Um, okay, it's starting to get chilly out here, guys. Just letting yes. you know, we are still in Hyde Park. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're wrapping up. Um, Jess has finally got a Twitter account, so you can now safely stalk her. Jess's uh, Twitter handle is Jesse Oz with a double Z. So, J-E-S-S-I-E-O-Z-Z. So, yes, if you've always wanted to stalk Jessica, um, please stalk her on Twitter rather than trying to look her up elsewhere. Do the respectful thing. Um, <laughs> you can find me at the guy called Tom or one word and find Jimish Femme at Jimish Femme. Obviously, you can check the show notes for these links so you don't have to bother about spelling. Tune in next week. Yes, <laughs> to Cursory Conversations with Jessica and James. Our odd conversations. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. 
Okay. Bye. Bye, guys. See ya.